coming to you live from Rob's living room. It's the Mike and Rob podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Rob. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mike and Rob podcast. This is Mike, and over here to my right is... Uh, it's Rob. Oh, it is you. Hi. Yeah. Uh, you know, just me. I'm taking. I just scraped my glasses across the microphone because I'm taking those off. Um, it's Stop hot today. Itching your eye. I'm not itching my eye. I'm yes, scratching my eye. No, you're itching I'm it. I'm like rubbing my eye because it hurts. Don't do it. But it hurts. But it hurts. It hurts. It hurts me eye. <laughs> it's in me eye and it hurts. <laughs> um, it's like ninety some degrees out right now. It's ninety something. Yeah. Uh, this is episode eighteen. It's it's ninety some degrees out and um, it's really hot in in the uh, the Mike and Rob studios today. That's not too bad right now. No, it's now. not. It's not bad now. But we had the air conditioning on. I had to turn it off so that it wouldn't be super noisy. And now I've just got a fan blowing. So if you hear that in the track, ignore it. <laughs> That'll be we're totally asked, easy to do. As valued listeners, we're asking you to ignore it. <laughs> Please ignore the audio of a fan in the distance. Yes, it's totally. This a is a fan so, in the distance. It sounds like a like a, a movie trying for an Oscar or a a, a, a Linda Ronstadt album. <laughs> I was going to say progressive metal <laughs> band album. Um, speaking of bands, we were just, as we, just before we started recording, Rob and oh, I it's were time looking. time to take my lumps. Oh, yes. I was not even getting into that yet. Oh, really? Um, there's, a, there's a moment in a previous podcast, which was recorded right here at the Mike and Rob Studios in Concord, um, where you said, I mentioned that Motley Crue was going on tour. And, and in fact, I'll put in the audio right here to see what you said. So there's a couple concerts coming up. And I think I already said to you, oh, Motley Crue. It's their last I, tour We already ever. have tickets. Oh, already, do you? Yeah, I bought tickets on Groupon. They're 15 bucks. Dude, right here. Yeah. You and me? I bought four tickets. So, nice. Uh, Betsy's going to go. Is this I'm, on the lawn? I've been or? trying to, yeah, well, for lawn seats. I mean, why not? Awesome. So Motley Crue, I don't know who's opening for them. Do you know? Alice Cooper. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? It's great. For $15 is <laughs> like. awesome. Do they give you a free hot dog too? I mean, how could they make this deal any sweeter? Yep, I I I don't remember that. I I you don't I, remember that happening that we just heard? Nope. We just heard it. You said the words. We're going to that fifteen dollar oh, fifteen dollar. That was tickets. me. That was you. Saying I just that. never recognized the sound of my own voice. It is, isn't it, an odd phenomenon when it you hear it? Back? Is. It is. My voice always sounds so nasally when I hear it. <laughs> well. Mine sounds different too, but I, I I like it better. No, yours sounds exactly <laughs> the same as the right. Things. I know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so so what happened? Because the concert was last night, and yet you and I were not in attendance. Yeah, actually, I was I was I was actually in the bathroom when you sent me the text message. <laughs> like, so when are you leaving? And I'm like, No, I said, are you getting off work early today? Yeah, and I'm like, Why would I do that? <laughs> and you're like, because of the concert. I'm like, no, I'm like, I wanted dumbass. to see. I wanted to see what time you wanted to come pick me up. And you said, no, dumbass. <laughs> it's next week. Everybody knows it's next Wednesday. Yeah. And, and you're uh, like, no, they're playing Shoreline tonight. And, and I'm like, I wrote, oh, they're probably just playing Wednesday night, then taking a bunch of days off and playing again <laughs> next Wednesday. I'm Rob. I'm super confident in everything yes. that I that I know about. I, I know all the facts in the well, world. I know what I know, and I know it. <laughs> so. Uh, I said to you, nope, uh, they're playing tonight at 7 o'clock in Shore- at Shoreline. And I said, does your, your you said my ticket says 7.30, not, not for the time, the date. Right, 7 slash 30. July 30th, not July 23rd. And I yeah. said, 
July 30th, they're in Sleep Train Amphitheater in Chula Vista, California. Are and you sure? And that said, that's what my tickets say. Sleep Train Amphitheater in Chula, uh, Chula Vista. Yeah. So was there a little Chula confusion Vista. about the Sleep Train thing? I don't, I don't know. Because this one, this one here in Concord. sworn I read Shoreline. But then now that I think about it, they don't call it Shoreline anymore. Yeah, they do. Is it still? Is it named Shoreline? Shoreline Amphitheater. Amphitheater. See, I I would have bet money on the fact that when I bought the tickets, they said Shoreline. So I don't know what happened. I don't. <laughs> Fucking Groupon screwed me. <laughs> yes. Groupon so, just, just so let's go put back. me over a barrel. <laughs> let's go back a little bit. So what happened is, uh, I find out. Rob goes, "Oops, I got tickets to the wrong show." And wah, I'm like, wah. exactly. And I just kind of like threw my hands in the air and went, what did I expect? <laughs> it's Rob. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> Lower your standards. It's Rob. <laughs> Not really paying attention, but muddling through life. And this is where the 33.5% that you, um, or 33 and a third or whatever you called it's just it. 33. 33%. It's just 33%. So 33% no... is the number of, we, we, this is an old joke because Rob Roof, kind we of. mentioned it in the podcast. You before. mentioned it and all you said was 33%. And no, so I, the listeners probably didn't, we didn't discuss what it no, was. No, that was like one of the first or second episodes we talked about this. But we didn't talk about it, I'm telling you. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I thought so, I, thought I remember hearing 33% of us talking <laughs> well, about it. You know what? Maybe I'm at like 66% today, but um, in case we didn't talk about it, we could talk about it again. Podcasts are cool like that. They, they'll let you recover the same territory. Yeah. yeah, I learned that from Adam Carolla, who talks about the same thing every five five things every show. <laughs> the same things he complains <laughs> about: turning left on a red light, and uh, you know, an unprotected. Does he still talk about oh, that? Oh, totally. Like he's really? like, let's stick it to the man. They can't stop us all and arrest us all. They're chicken shit tickets and. Yeah, he's on a crusade. I remember chicken shit tickets. That's back when he had like his public radio show. That was in like 2005. Well, it wasn't public radio, but it was a show on the radio. No, it was public radio. <laughs> no, public radio is sponsored by people like you, well, like it NPR. Cost anything? Anyone with a radio no, can listen to it. But it's privatized, so they call it. They don't call it public radio. Oh well, that's stupid. It's public. <laughs> it's open to the public. Do, do they not realize no, that it's... anyone in the public can listen to it? <laughs> My point is, yeah, he's had that crusade for a decade or whatever. So he still brings that up. So we can bring up old gripes and again and again because he's made it so that we can do that. And um, yeah, you you kind of uh, wouldn't always notice everything that take in all the information that other people were throwing around. Yeah. And you called it your thirty three percent rule. Well, actually, the, I think Brad started that. Oh, Brad. I think Brad started that. Brad or Chris, one of them. Yeah. Where I'd be doing something and I'd hear conversation in the background. And they'd mention one or two words, and I'd be like, "Oh, I know about that. Did you guys know about this?" And they go, "We were." And just everyone would just that. stop and stare at me, and just be like, "We just said that like ten seconds ago." And I'm like, "Wow, well, well, you know, I was doing my thing over here." Yeah, unapologetically, like, "Well, should have been listening. To, or I you should have made sure I was listening when you said it." Exactly. It's not my fault. So we've. Calculated that it's about thirty-three percent of everything, roughly, gets in or doesn't get in. No, it gets in. Only thirty-three percent gets in. Yeah, there. it's gets only in your a head. third. Only a third of all information. Exactly. <laughs> Can you be sure it was probably heard by Rob? So, well, one-on-one, -on -one it's a little bit higher, but you so know. it's not just audible in input. It can also be things like words on a screen that say Chula Vista, California, and you just whoosh, right over the head. Wait, what? <laughs> 
No, it's like, you know, Chula Vista, California. Like, I'll miss that. I'll It'll go right it. over your head? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. So, um, yeah, we experienced a little uh, screw up there. And uh, what I heard from the show, because I started looking it up on Twitter just to uh, see how the show was going. Best um, show ever. Which our buddy Tyler and his friends went to it. And I was like, oh, well, at least somebody I know went to it. <laughs> Um, Does that really make you feel better? A I little mean, bit. Like I'm I get not to trying ask, to be the damper here <laughs> I get any to more ask than I already was. was but. No, no, no. It's You know what? I've, I've learned to deal with it because I'll tell the story again. I just brought it up earlier before we started recording. But back in aught one, aught one, the first year of this century, you um, 2 had a new album called All That You Can't Leave Behind. Yes. And you were in charge of getting the tickets when they went on sale at like eight in the morning online. Yep. And for some reason, we went, Rob's the man for this job. (laughs) Rob can do it. Rob will do it. Rob will, Rob will. (laughs) R-O-B-B-L-E. Rob will do it. And you slept in that morning until... I sure did. A nice... Oh, man. Until the sun was warm at 10.30 a.m. Yep. (sighs) And I get a a text message from Mike. It was either a text or a call. I must have called you because it was 2001. Where are our seats? And I'm like... Somewhere in the database of what do you mean seats? So um, I go, Rob, get online, get those tickets. I'm coming over, and like, <laughs> like on my way. We're getting those tickets now, as soon as possible. Well, everything was sold out except for behind the stage. And this wasn't one of their 360 degree tours. This was a 180 only tour. Yeah, <laughs> With- and like imagine the way that the band is facing is 12 o'clock. We were somewhere at the seven o'clock. Maybe uh, eight oh. o'clock. I'll, I'll give us eight o'clock. Yeah, we maybe eight o'clock if we were lucky. No, we yeah. were pretty much. We were dead behind the stage. We were kind of six thirty, baby. And and you know, Bono Bono gave us a little love. He like, turned around once or twice, two thirds of the way through the show, and was like, "Hey!" And hey, then went back to the front. You guys are here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we sold tickets back there. All right. Good for cool. you guys. You late, I'm happy you were able to experience this. <laughs> you late risers. <laughs> Nowadays, we could get way better seats by just waiting till the last day or yeah. the day before and just go on stub Craigslist hub. or something. Yeah, stub up. I've d- I did stub Craigslist. Hub. I've done Craigslist and gotten really good seats for like 50 bucks as opposed to the 150 I spent. Yeah, you know, I did that for an, for an Eddie Izzard show at uh, in San Diego. Cool. It was yeah. pretty awesome. That's kind of the new way to do it. I got like seventh row. Anyway... I heard that the sprinklers went on yeah. on the lawn. Yeah, you sent me that. <laughs> so apparently, we didn't, miss, we didn't miss that. Like right about the time Motley Crue hit the stage. Like, did they really come out like right at seven? No, 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 no. This I'm saying it was around nine o'clock when the sprinklers came on. I thought you sent me the text like way earlier than that. It was about eight thirty, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, that was that would have been bad. We would have been on the lawn and we would have been soaking wet at some at some point apparently. Yeah. Um and I then just stayed there. I would have just been like fine. Apparently uh pour it, some water on me. <laughs> that's the wrong band. No, that's not the right <laughs> that's band. Def Leppard. Damn it. It's the Def Leppard reference. Shit. How come I can't tell these fucking bands apart? I might have to play that game again today. It's just so much fun. <laughs> um No, it was uh that Tommy Lee didn't get to do a drum solo. What? what at all? What the hell? He has a like a big giant rotating. Yeah, it's supposed to like go, go over down. into the over the crowd, and there's supposed to be a big arm. That well, it, it and... they didn't do that. They do that, I think, more at the indoor arenas. 
it's a, they can anchor stuff to the ceiling or something like that. There's at, a, at an oh, amphitheater. Safety be damned. Do your goddamn drum solo. It's the farewell tour. Who cares? What, you can't do a drum solo unless you're hanging over the crowd. Well, yeah, I don't know. They just didn't do a, a drum solo. And then apparently Vince Neil's vocals were left a lot to be desired. Like he was huffing and puffing the whole time. <laughs> Which is what happened when I went to see Van Halen 10 years ago and Sammy Hagar came back for a little while. Yeah. He was like, when it's love. <laughs> Pat and Oswald had a joke about that. Yeah. How when they brought Axl Rose back right. for Guns N' Roses the first time. And for some reason, he comes off stage and just decides to run the entire length of the stage. And when he gets he there. Because he thinks it's 1989. Yeah. When he gets there, he's just like, welcome to the jungle. <sighs> We got, oh, oh, we got fighting games. <sighs> yep, yep, yeah. they're getting old, and it's like you gotta work up your lung capacity before you go on tour, dude. Yeah, you gotta like try that shit out. You gotta get on a treadmill for like an hour every day at least, and yeah. just just get that those lungs working again. Um, yeah, that that really makes it like. I was I was making a joke about it on Facebook and I was like, oh, we got tickets for a show a week later, 650 miles away. And a friend of mine posted, and 30 years too late. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but I brought up the point that some of the best shows I've ever seen. Hang on a second. I brought up the point that um, some of the best shows I've ever seen were 30-year-old acts. You know, when I first started going to concerts, I was seeing... The Allman Brothers, the Doobie Brothers, ACDC, ACDC, Van Halen, Aerosmith. They're in their 40th, some 40 something year now. Yeah. Um, and they put on great shows. So Fleetwood Mac. I did not see Fleetwood Mac. I, I saw, did. When, when did you see him? Uh, in San Diego a few years ago. Oh, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, those kind of acts are novelty acts in a way, but it's like they have this legacy. Of, they talk, call them legacy bands because they just have several greatest hits albums out and you're just going to hear all the hits like it's well, not like yeah that's what you want when you go to those shows well but if you go to unless a, you're like a super fan you're like oh i hope they play the b-side from like well their single on, yeah, this, on when this you song. when you go to see oasis there's a bunch of maybe songs that you're like oh i hope they play that you know some of the stuff from their b-sides collection because yeah. they're so good or whatever or these hipster bands like uh nick cave and the bad seeds and stuff like that that all, all only the cool people are really into them yeah and they're like oh yeah man this is a deep cut you guys wouldn't know this one <laughs> it's very hipster <laughs> oh thing. i'm so stoked that they played this <laughs> i'm so nobody much knows this song but me and the band exactly <laughs> so just like great i'm gonna go get some beer <laughs> lots of it and take a shit at the same time <laughs> not even gonna go to the bathroom i'm not even gonna go yeah i'm just going to the beer stand see ya i'll be, I'll be in back Watch out the- for the shit that's over there <laughs> um so that was that was the uh the worst we ever did was um was getting uh tickets behind the stage at a u2 show but this time you went above and beyond and bought the completely wrong tickets. In a completely different part of the state. And th- the thing you and your brother gave me a hard time about this a few years back was um, we were going, I think it was, we were going to go down to see Van Halen or, or ACDC or something. And, and then, or Hootie and the Blowfish or something like that on my 16th birthday. Okay. Um, and we were like, Hootie sounds about we right just, or something like that. We just got on the freeway 
and everyone's like, got everything? Are we sure we have anything? And I realized we didn't have the tickets or something. No, that realized. was Dave Matthews Band. Oh, okay. We were going to go see Dave Matthews Band. It was the first concert ever at Pac Bell Park, now at and right. Park. That's right. And we went from Pleasanton and halfway between the Pleasanton Station and the Hayward Station, which is like... Wait, we were on we, BART? Yeah. Oh. It we, was like it was like 18 miles between those two stations. Like, it was a ways. And so we're just like sitting there the whole time. Mike's like, I forgot the tickets in the glove box. Of the, and, oh, so it's that's right. It was in the car. Yeah, but I put them in the glove box, and then we got on the Bart train. The Bart, the car was at the Bart station where we had gotten. Right, it was parked at the Bart station. We took Bart aways, and then we were as we were going to the next stop, which was like fucking a million miles away. <laughs> Mike's like, "Shit, I forgot the tickets." Okay. And so me and in uh, Natalia, yeah, stood at the on the at the station for Hayward. Well, Mike got off the train, went back on the other train to go get the tickets. And came back. And then turned around and came back. It was like, it was, seriously, we were there for like 30 minutes. Yeah. It was so long. And then we were we were still there. I think we got there as maybe just as they were hitting the stage. Kind of, yeah. And it and, was, I mean, it didn't matter. Our seats were so bad. That was one of Our the seats worst. seats were so far away. They were on the third deck of Pac Bell Park. And they were playing in center field. They were playing in center field. We were behind home plate. up in. Uh, uh, basically, we were on the first base side. But like I kind of remember it being yeah maybe one side or the other but it was almost it was like near home plate up on we the had third a gorgeous deck view like you could see the bridge the bay, in the background the and yes. like Oakland and the Oakland Hills and everything like gorgeous view uh, but not of the band and yeah, not, of, not a great place for the music Dave Matthews was like the size of a pea and it was so echoey it's not a place built for acoustics at no. all and so they were just like people will show up. We don't even need yeah, to worry about it. Yeah, we're Dave Matthews band. Fuck them. And, and it's, it's and it a new... wasn't even a good show. Like, it wasn't the sound or anything. Well, you know, like, well, no, the sound was bad. It was echoing so bad I couldn't even I'm make out. I'm not saying the sound wasn't bad. I'm just saying that's not what made it a bad yeah. show necessarily. You... It was just that they didn't play the great songs. They did, though. We should look at what the songs were. But what happened was it was before the album Busted Stuff had come out. And th- those songs had been put on a shelf in what all the hardcore fans who were, you know, downloading bootlegs were calling the the Lily White sessions because this was a whole bunch of stuff that was produced with Steve Lily White and then they shelved all that and went in with a different producer and made oh uh I forget who it was but they made um the everyday album the black yeah. and white kind of cover every day so we were going to see that tour but they played a bunch of stuff from an album that would come out a year from then. That a bunch of the people who were down front knew those songs. Yeah. And we were like, we don't even know these songs and we can't hear them. <laughs> like And then they they didn't even play an encore. Yeah, they were just like they we're stopped, out. they stopped playing and then we're like the lights went out and we're like, They're coming back. We'll just keep clapping here yeah, for the next fifteen minutes like we usually do. And then we because we were so high up. We could see the limo like pull in from behind the stage <laughs> and then stop for a second. And then you just see the limo drive away. And then like a couple of minutes later, they turn all the house lights on. And you're like, no, house lights. <laughs> maybe that limo was a decoy. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're still coming out. They're not coming. It was kind of like when you're at a Giants game and they lose. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> badly. And they start playing. I can't, I can't. I can't stand losing. I can't. I can't. They just do that over and over every time somebody loses oh, a Giants game. Oh, it's funny that you say that. Real quick. Real mm-hmm. quick. Just to make you feel old. A sidebar. Just to make you feel old. Okay. Um, I, We did this happy hour today with people from work. Yeah. The girl who organized it, she's a she's a bit younger than us. Than, than we. Than we. 
<laughs> we'll no. get into grammar later. Yeah. Is that a we? Yeah, because it's younger than we are. You're just taking the R off of it. Oh, all right. There so you go. So she's younger than we. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, it sounds um, funny. I know, but. She's like, where should we go to happy hour? And I'm like, well, I like Stadium Sports Club or Stadium Pub. That's in a good Walnut place. Creek. Yeah. We're looking for places in Walnut Creek. Good hot dogs there. Yeah. She's like, what about Dan's? I'm like, oh, Dan's is cool. By the way, one of my really good friends, like his brother plays drums in a band that does police songs. And she's like, what? Songs about and, policemen? And I'm, like, and I'm like, okay, sorry, sorry. Songs by the band The Police. What? <laughs> What's that? You know, you know the band The Police? <laughs> How old was she? Uh, I don't know. I didn't ask. You don't ask a lady that. Yeah, you do. No, you don't. At that point, I go, who the, how fucking old are you? (laughs) How fucking young are you? Yeah. I know I'm old, apparently. I get it. Because you you think that Kurt Cobain was like a million years ago. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, you know, what's funny is it's the way that when we were teenagers, we would have looked at like Mama Cass choked and died. It's like a million years ago. And she's like, well, when were they popular? I'm like, well. Yeah, they did break up like 20 years ago. Yeah. She's like, see? And I'm like, well, you've heard of a band called the Beach Boys, right? She's like, well, yeah, I know them. And I'm like... Yeah, she's just dumb. (laughs) Everybody should know some music. It wasn't that she was dumb. I was just like floored by it. It just really took me aback. So... And it just kind of... I don't know. Made you feel old. You know what? Honestly, I didn't feel old. I just... Honestly, I felt bad for her that she didn't know it because yeah. I love the band it's, so much and they're so universally liked. I just just like you need to like learn this. Stuff. It's not like there isn't a classic rock station. Yeah, and I mean, she said she grew to... up listening to like classic rap. Like her parents listened to a lot of old classic school rap, rap, meaning Easy meaning Tupac. Okay, <laughs> um, probably even before that. I, 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 I know. I was like, is she going to she gonna call? I she... said a hip. Hop, a hibbit to the hibbit, a hip right, hip right. hop, and you don't stop but rocking to the bang bang boogie. Said up, drop the boogie, and I don't know. That's all I got. Something about the boogie to beat. <laughs> um, that Sugar Hill Gang, boys and girls, Sugar yes. Hill Gang. See, I didn't know that. And if she would said Sugar Hill Gang, I'd have been like, huh? Oh, is it she that one? Like, with oh my god, you don't know Sugar Hill Gang. Sugar, Sugar Hill Gang is that the one with the rapping granny? <laughs> isn't that a, isn't that a Wesley Snipes movie? <laughs> Um, no, it was, I was expecting when you said that she listens to classic rap that she would have been like, you know, back when Puff Daddy was called <laughs> Puff Daddy and not P- Puffy <laughs> or what is he called now? Uh, P Diddy. P Diddy. Right. So, you know, P, P Dids. Cl- classic rap back when Puff Daddy was still Puff Daddy. <laughs> back before P Diddy was, was Puff Daddy. Back, back when Snoop Lion was still Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> You know, classic rap. Um, anyway. Back when Pharrell was rapping? Back when Pharrell Williams didn't have a last name yet. <laughs> he was just Pharrell. Um, so. Uh, anyway. We're anyway. talking about the police. Well, no, I'm, I'm going. We're, we're jumping. Uh, oh, we were over. talking about Dave Matthews Band concert. Yeah, yeah. It sucked. We got that. Got, the, got that covered. In the bank. Yeah. Um, we also were just talking about Metallica before this because right. you, you were like, oh, let's check out this mix that Mike made on his Spotify. So I made two Metallica mixes. Hang on. on one my- with the Metallica songs people like and one with the songs that Metallica fans hate. Well, uh, there's the best of the best and the best of the worst is basically how you <laughs> yes, can look at it. That's that's a well put statement. You said it succinctly. 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 So I have Metallica mix number one, which is 
the first album through the Black Album. So 1980 to 1991 ish. And um, so, yeah, I've got. It's like 27 hours of music. No, this is 22 songs, which is two hours and 25 minutes. Yeah, I was obviously kidding. You were obviously wrong. They, you were just. just I know now. a lot of their songs are very long. Like. Okay, we got four, four seventeen, and then seven thirteen, yep. four ten, six fifty five, six thirty six, five ten, six fifty seven. This is minutes. Six thirty five. Yeah, and then it starts getting back into like some the normal six, realms, five like, and under six under six minutes for a few songs, and then back over six minutes. I mean, but here's the other thing: I have. Tell me they, if this they, sounds they like they do some long ass songs. Yeah. Because they're not so radio friendly, and that's kind of okay for what they do. Well, yeah, I'm not complaining. So I have like five it's... songs from the first album: "Hit the Lights," "The Four Horsemen," "Whiplash," "Seek and Destroy." Four songs. I have four and songs. Then "Ride the... the Lightning." <laughs> right. Wait a minute. Four <laughs> songs from "Kill 'Em All." Then from "Ride the Lightning," I have one, two, three, four. Um, "Ride the Lightning," for whom the bell tolls, fade to black and creeping death. Yep, good song. I'm creeping death. Uh, from Master of Puppets, I think I have five, six, five. Uh, Battery, Master of Puppets, Welcome Home, matter. Sanitarium. All that's all one <laughs> title. Um, Disposable Heroes and Orion, which is an instrumental that goes kind of like this. And I don't know if I need that in there, but I like it. Well, I like if you like it, it's your fucking mix, man. It's my mix. And by the way, you can look this up if you go to... I, I think you have to be friends with me on Facebook, and then you can see my list Ooh, of... Ooh, that's going to be a problem for Yeah, me. for you, yeah. Um, I'll turn this down a little bit. Um, just a little bit. So it's background music while we're talking. As Very it should be. Cool, casual background music. Shopping at the grocery store, gonna buy me some cheese. <laughs> that's what the, that's the original lyrics to this. Yeah, well, that's just you know what this song kind of vibes out. <laughs> totally, it's called Orion, but it, it means <laughs> it's about this uh, independent grocery store called Orion Shopping Center. Or whatever. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, what was I saying? Anyway, you can oh, share so, the so list. yeah, you can you not only this list, but all my I have like a bajillion different all of them, all of them. You can if you have Spotify and you're friends with me on Facebook, you can um, subscribe to or follow my my account on Spotify, and then you can see all the mixes I've made. So I've made like best ofs for all the bands I like because um, I that's how my brain works. That's like a comforting, uh, calming activity for me to do. Um, so then I have, and Justice for All, I think I have four songs. Blackened. My personal favorite album. Really? Yes. Because there's no Jason Newstead on it, even though he was there. Um, you just can't hear him. He, they, it's all, it's all trebly. I don't know. I just, I freaking love this album. Yeah. And there's just, the, the story was that there was basically no bass. They mixed him down. This is before they got Bob Rock involved, right? Was it Bob oh, yeah. Rock? Uh, Who produced Black and Black? Yeah, Bob, Bob Rock did yeah. Black and Black. And he did the Black album. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, not Back in Black. The Black album. Well, he did do ACDC's Back in Black. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Crazy. But do you hear there's like no bass guitar yeah. here? It sounds like a guitar, drums, and a singer. Yeah. So I have Blackened and Justice for All, one... And Harvester of Sorrow. Which, Harvester of Sorrow. Yeah, I like ah. that one. 
and then, then they say, I like that song because they say Bangarang in it. Really? Bangarang Harvester of Sorrow. <laughs> Bang orang harvester of sorrow. <laughs> it's not what they're saying. It's not Rufia's theme yeah, song. Yeah, they say bangarang. Let's see here. You need more Metallica in your life, don't you? When's the last time you just popped in a Metallica CD and just rocked out? Like in one, your car? One day when I was masturbating. <laughs> it was sad but true. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only song I masturbate to. <laughs> Side one of Led Zeppelin four. <laughs> we missed it. There's actually there's actually a lot of Metallica songs that could be about masturbation. Um, Whiplash. <laughs> one. <laughs> um, Ride the lightning. I don't Master, know. Maybe is Master of Puppets one? Uh, kind of. Battery. <laughs> Oh wait, let's go to let's go to my mix number two for this. So um, until it sleeps, <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. Hero of the day. I don't know. <laughs> the memory remains. I <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm running out here. Let's see. Frantic. <laughs> Some kind of monster. Some now we're getting monsters a good one. Yeah, beaten, broken, Reach. beaten, and scarred. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it just gets into cyanide, and you're like, "Whoa, that's that's a little heavy." Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway, the, my my mix number two has everything from the Load album, which okay, that's a little obvious. I won't go into the masturbatory uh, yeah well, analogy the, there or Reload. Yeah. Um. So I've got ain't my bitch. It ain't my bitch. It's a good song. It's kind of straight ahead. See, this is—I think they just went into um, they they abandoned the speed metal and just went into really extreme hard rock Metallica style. Yeah, that's possible. And and people were like, no, we want speed metal and thrash metal and. They're they're like, like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. wanted the Metallica that they knew and loved. Yeah, they're like, we've made those albums, and that's I'm cool. I'm not saying it's wrong, but that's... Well, you that's know, what a lot of people were against this people, because it was People get used to a certain thing. Yeah, and but the thing was, they were... Being being an A's fan, I realized that, like... Yeah, you're just rooting for the uniform. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you just gotta, like, roll with it. Things are gonna change, and then you roll with the change. Yeah. If, well, the, how about the entire cast of characters? Yeah, the entire uh, be like roster. if Metallica changed members like every every three years. Oh, just their bass player. <laughs> the bass player rotates all all around. This is their third bass player. Only the third? Only the third, I think. Let's see. It was Cliff Barton. It's like drummers for Spinal Tap. Right, exactly. That was always the joke about Metallica. Um, and then there was Until It Sleeps. This was the first single off the new album when this came out in like 95. And everyone went, what? Yeah. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) What did they do to my Metallica? Where's their hair? Remember that? (laughs) They chopped off all their hair. Yeah. And grew goatees. And on the back of the album cover, they're all in suits and smoking cigars. And it was kind of an ironic photograph. They're 40 now at that point. Yeah. 
like it's you know they can't just be the same fucking band. Forever. And it was the '90s. It wasn't the '80s anymore. It's we, the '90s, man. We gotta '90s it up. Bands are cutting their hair and they're playing differently <laughs> and they're changing things up. It's the '90s. And their suits are shiny. <laughs> Remember, well, there's a lot rich, of if shiny you're rich, suits. you can afford a shiny suit. Lots of shiny suits and music in the '90s. There was a lot. Well, shiny clothes were very popular back just, then. Yeah, everything had to be. Remember, who was the the rapper girl who dressed in basically a giant garbage bag and that Missy Elliott? Missy Elliott. <laughs> that was a shiny suit. Yeah, it was all puffed up with air. Yeah, I hope it was air to make her look even fatter. Uh, King Nothing, I liked, and I loved the video for this. I actually went out and bought the single for this. And um, I think Ain't My Bitch was a live B-side on that single. Oh, really? Yeah. This was a good one. Anyway, so I have uh, that. Those are the he- songs from Load. And then I have Fuel. And The Memory Remains, Devil's Dance, Unforgiven 2. Which I never understood the the reason for it. This was an actual sequel. It was the same same song, but played a little louder, a little more aggressively with new lyrics. It was kind of like when um, Guns N' Roses had two versions of uh, Don't Cry, Don't Cry yeah. on their Use Your Illusion I didn't albums. really understand that either. But they only needed the one. And yeah. in fact, Use Your Illusion would have been much better if it had been one album. It's like when Guns N' Roses put out Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, like they put Don't Cry in the second one. They're like, you know what? This album really needs 15 songs. <laughs> 14 just isn't going to do it. They really should have just made one Use Your Illusion album and cut, you know, a bunch of those songs and gone, oh, we'll put them out on a B-side record or something like that. Sometimes. Or save them for another album. Yeah. Like just, you know, I don't know. They put those out. Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion, 1991. Both came out the same day, so you could buy them both immediately. Yeah. Um, so in a way, it was a double album, and a lot of bands have done double albums, and they had plenty of hits off it. It's not like it didn't do well commercially. I, I love Use Your Illusion 2. I mean, Use Your Illusion 1 has some really great stuff. Use Your Illusion 2, I loved all the way through. Well, I tell you, in, in my greatest <clears throat> hits is, is here, um, I, tell me that this wouldn't make a great uh, album. I have Right Next Door to Hell from Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. Right Next Door to Hell, Live and Let Die, which was a pretty popular cover that they did. Uh, the original Don't Cry, November Rain, Civil War, Knocking on Heaven's Door, Estranged, and You Could Be Mine. If that was the album... Oh, that would have been... Gangbusters. Yeah. Would have been like greatest record ever. Yeah, pretty much. So that was my little point about that. But um, yeah, check out all my um, really cool um, best of collections on Spotify. So uh, the other thing we were talking about was Grammar. Well, like we always, always talk about grammar. It's the thing we sit down and talk about as soon as we come face to face every like week. Mike, you wouldn't believe some of the grammar misusage I'm seeing out there. And I'm saying, oh yeah, I would. I've heard it. By the way, love the transition to rock and from rock and roll to grammar. Well, really keeping it awesome. You know, <laughs> you know what the bridge popular. is popular. Uh, the bridge for that is Weird Al Yankovic's hit single that's out right now because his. By the way. We talked about the new Weird we Al. We talked about it ad, you know, quite ad nauseum. <laughs> no, I was going to say ad nauseum, but that's not right. Um, we talked about it a great deal in the last episode because his album had just come out, and it just this week came out number one on the Billboard pop music charts or whatever. It's really, like he's never had a number one album before. He's had a number one single, which was just two years ago. I think I told you, uh, Mandatory Fun went to number one, beat out nice. somebody Good else for Al. 
but Al that, Yankovic. Right. Awesome for him. But think about this. What does that say about like the state of the music industry right now? Oh, it sucks. Yeah. It means that it sucks hardcore. The music is so bad that the parodies are far more interesting than the actual songs. <laughs> yes. Um, exactly. So he did one based on um, Blurred Lines called Word Crimes. And we talked about that too. Word Crimes. Yeah. You kind of remember how it went. Um, Stop saying stupid things. So we'll start saying smart things. We're going to look at the uh, the video for this, which is one of those lyric videos where you just see all the words being put on the screen. Um, okay. That's been a big thing lately. I don't know why. I've seen it done poorly and, and done well. What is it, like in Spanish? Um, no. You know how they, they just... You, you, there's That's a new trend in music videos is to make a lyrical video, and it's... Spitting lyrical. So here's the here's the uh, Weird Al Yankovic word crimes video, and we'll pa- we'll pause it and talk about. We'll pause for station identification. Everybody shut up. So he's going through the dictionary. There's a picture of Weird Al in the dictionary. Apparently, I wonder what his picture is next to. Oh, that's a good idea. Let's see if we can find it because they fly through it pretty quick. I wonder if his picture is. Oh next shit! To I was something. like right on it. It should be next to Weird Al. <laughs> Well, what if it's next to, like, awesome or, I don't know, idiot? I think it was next to accordion. Accordion. (laughs) (laughs) Accordion, portable keyboard musical instrument played by forcing air through the bellows past metal reeds. And then there's just an old picture of Weird Al from the 80s with his accordion. (laughs) So that's when you're looking through the dictionary in the very beginning of the, uh, the music video. So right off the bat, the the line is, it's time to learn some grammar, and it's in a tweet form, and it says the number two, L-E-R-N, some, G-R-A-M-M-E-R. What's wrong with that? So he like crosses out the two, because it's not the number two. Learn is misspelled and grammar is misspelled. Wait, wait, grammar's misspelled there? A-R. <laughs> Work on that grammar, you should know it's lesser it's fear um there's that a reference to uh, actually i think what it's a reference to is this this uh video he put out a while ago it was a a vine video you know where it's like a quick video that loops again and again and again it's like a six second video and it's just uh, his pov as he's walking through whole foods and he goes up to the sign that says the checkout line for 15 items or less and he just walks up to it, and you see a hand come out from behind the camera and put a sign over the, the part that says it less and it says fewer. And then he turns the camera around on himself, and he's just shaking his head. And that's the end of the clip. So my guess is he was working on this song oh, around okay. that time. Um, yeah, there's a difference between less and fewer. Yeah. But people screw it up all the time. There it is. Watch it. Could care less. Okay, watch this. uh that's one you were just bringing up as a a pet peeve of yours i i noticed that so much because every everybody says it yeah i could care less oh i could care less about that really how much could you care oh i could care less how much like a little bit a lot lot i could care about half less because i i could care less about the a's I really could. Yeah. I, I could I, care way less about the but A's. But instead, I care a but lot. But I care about a lot about the A's, so I could definitely care less about So here's about them. here's one thing that made me 
take um, what, what's the Shakespeare word for that uh, must give us pause um, I was given pause by the concept that it, what it means is um, I could care less than you do yeah I think <laughs> yeah, yeah that was in a TV show or something I saw <laughs> what was that I, I forget they're like yeah I could care less they're like, no, it's couldn't care less. They're like, no, I could, I could care less than somebody else. Yeah, I could care less about it than that person could care about it. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, okay, maybe, it's but you forgot stretch. to say all that. <laughs> it's a stretch. Right. It's a stretch. So it's just that people really quickly say, I couldn't care less. And it just starts to sound like could care less. Well, couldn't care less is a little more awkward to say. I could care less is really easy to say. Right. Because you have two There's like a, in there. It's it's could care like just yeah. kk just bah yeah i could care less and then if, if you slow down i couldn't care less and then it's almost like tripping verbally uh, yeah. a verbal I think trip, that's what happens trippingly on the tongue and um and then there was one that's always been driving me crazy can i remember what it is now fuck i can never there's one that i'm thinking of that i hear already all said the time. anyways <laughs> i didn't say anyways well, you said oh. that in a prior episode. Right, right. Anyways, drives me nuts. It's not a word. Everybody says it, and um, it's going to become a word because people are ignorant of what it means. And then you used... Um, oh, I know what it is. All the sudden. Did I bring that one up before? I think you did, but maybe I don't think I'm I did just it used on to the... hearing you bitch about <laughs> yeah, it. Me, uh, there's this podcast I listened to, uh, Scott Ackerman, on both uh, Comedy Bang Bang and the you you talk and you two to me podcast yeah. which they've put on the shelf until youtube puts an album out yeah <laughs> which well by the way should. should happen in november apparently cool um so uh yeah when people say all of the sudden just look it up just read a book read books <laughs> where people are talking you know like novels and stuff where characters are talking and you'll see how it's written and then you won't say it that way anymore people need to spend more time reading that's my yeah, like, maybe right. that's just maybe that's the solution. That's just the solution. Spend more time reading. Read a book. It you know, reading online is not helping because everybody's writing their own stuff unspell checked, un unproofread. Well, people spell misspell things on purpose just so they can type it faster. Well, yeah, and text messages and things like that. Yeah. That makes sense. But if you're reading a blog, an article, there's yeah. tons of articles on, on you're, social media. You're welcome. What about my welcome? Okay, we'll get to that. Hang on. Don't be a moron. Now, this in this clip in the video, he's making fun of a photograph that came out a couple years ago of people at a tea party rally who actually had this sign. I mean, this is the really? photograph, but they just put Al's face on the guy. Oh, my God. Don't be a moron. M-O-R-A-N. <laughs> How do you misspell that? It doesn't gotta even, be a moron. It doesn't even sound like A-N. I mean, that's, that's in the dictionary next to the definition of irony right there. That's an ironic misspelling yeah pretty much so he's talking about the word it's this is a common one that's driving me I crazy still, too. to be honest here it's easy it's never possessive it's always a conjunction always it is or it has that's all it ever means when you use an apostrophe it's, yeah that's not gonna help it, it's two words coming together. That's it. Okay. You would never say because... Because it should be an apostrophe too. Like why the need to change it? Well, do you put an apostrophe on his or hers? No. Well, that's one word. Right. So is it's. Is it? Yes. 
It's really yeah because if something belongs to it, it's the same as his or it's hers or it's its or ours or theirs. Right. right. There's no apostrophes in those. those All, are right. Possessives. All right. I'll go along with but that. But they're not like Rob's. If it's Rob's earphones, yeah. Why isn't Rob's that microphone? Ro- why is that apostrophe? That's because it's a name, and now because we're it's adding a name, because now it's a rule. It's a proper noun. I think these things are not proper nouns. Maybe that's so. What if it it's is. used as a pronoun, there's no apostrophe. Yes. So I know that's complicated to some people, but just remember, if you're going to use an apostrophe with it, it's because you're putting two words together. All right. That's all it is. Let's keep this lameness going. <laughs> okay. Here we go. The shortening of a word or group of words by omission. You're reading a definition on the podcast. Of a sound or letter. People are stopping listening right now. You should never use words using numbers. Or your name is Prince. <laughs> That's awesome because Prince has made that his thing. Like nothing compares to you. Which he wrote for Sinead O'Connor. Sinead O'Connor took it and made it took a it. song. Um, it's the number two and the letter U. I always remember seeing that really early on. And I'm really? like, why is somebody doing that? Is that clever? But it was Prince. That's how he does everything. If he's, if it's I, as in me, he writes it with an I. The drawing of like an I. Like a drawing of hieroglyph. Yes. Of a, of a, well, the football Wouldn't shape. Wouldn't it be easier to write the I? No, he's Prince. <laughs> he's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, but he's that's why. He's got a why. symbol for his name. Well, not anymore, but yeah. One thing I ask of you. Time to learn your homophones is past due. Learn to diagram a sentence too. Always say to whom. Don't ever say to whom. That's a good one. Yeah. When to say whom. You know what? I. If it if there's a rule the about it, whom needs a defender, right? <laughs> and it's me, the grammar police. Uh, just go learn about that one. I'm not going to give you the explanation. It's a little complicated. No one's, whom is going to be a lost word? No. Yes, it is. No. To whom? Why? It Why does it to need be, to be there? Because this is English, not like. Eh, this well, is already too this many isn't rules. A popularity it's like fucking contest. baseball. <laughs> That, that a, one's a good one. Yeah, um, there was I'm a doing good. There was there was a uh, unless joke. you're outside like wait 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 donating wait, wait, your time. On. That's it. That's the joke. Is that there was a joke on Thirty Rock um, where what was Tracy Morgan's character was Tracy Jordan, and he corrects someone's grammar in the middle. Someone says like you're doing real good, and he goes uh uh-uh, uh I'm doing well. Superman is doing good. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that we just addressed that. And 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 let me let me just say there's there's a song by Alanis the, the artist Alanis Morissette called Wonderful Ironic. Artist. Yeah. And ironically, there's and and I don't know if that's her sheer brilliance of the whole song. But is that in the thing. song Ironic? Nothing she talks about is ironic. That's all just stuff that sucks. <laughs> but is that irony? Well, the fact that she called it ironic and there's no ironies in it is ironic. I might have to argue that that's more like coincidence. No, it's not. It's a coincidence that it's called that even though it has no coincidence. Not if she did it on purpose. Right. I guess. If she did it on purpose, then it's ironic. (laughs) Otherwise, it's just stupid. So she says, rain on your wedding day. Yeah, it's like 10,000 spoons while all you need is a knife. That's not ironic. It just sucks. sucks. (laughs) Um, Yeah, rain on your wedding day. What are the other things she says? A free ride when you're already late. Already there. Oh, already there. Uh, yeah. It's like 
you know the the guy who is afraid to fly and he finally gets on a plane and, and then the plane crashes no when that's he just his gets... worst fears coming to to fruition it's not yeah. ironic it's, it's just, not ironic at all it just sucks for it him. just sucks uh, so yeah, irony is not coincidence, says Weird Al, and he's right. Ah, the, the <laughs> granddaddy of the of the modern age. They've even confused Webster. Yes, even Webster's dictionary now says, well, literally is a word that means figuratively in common usage. Yeah, when, because, it, when it's used to express, em, express emphasis. Yeah. It, my head literally exploded. So this and I the, know we've talked about this right. on the show before. So here's his example in the song. Okay, so that's basically the song. Um, it's getting a little bit of flack because actually Grammar Girl, if you've ever uh, seen her website or blog or she has a book out and she does a podcast, um, was saying, you know, I was all excited when I heard that he did a, a whole song about good grammar. Okay. Or basically bad grammar. Uh-huh. And then it's all about she was upset at all the shaming he was doing in this. So I can be of two minds about this, but I'm all like, no, we need to do a little public shaming. Because it's become cool now to be stupid. Right. And that needs to you, be... You tell people that it's wrong and they're like, oh, pfft, whatever, like, fine. Who cares? Just be a big jerk well, about it. you just it. said, like, who cares if we change it? It's too many rules or whatever. Well, I mean, come on. We That's gotta the pick, same argument, We got to pick a few of these out. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're so cool being stupid. I, 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 <laughs> I don't think it's cool. I just think there's some that are a little nitpicky. And that's not what Weird Al meant and so many years ago My, I when don't know he if made you an noticed. album called Dare to be Stupid. He didn't mean that. <laughs> I just know I don't know if you noticed but mine are a lot more like the literal translations like couldn't care less or I literally, my head literally exploded. If it doesn't make sense. If it and, doesn't make sense you shouldn't say that. Right, right, right. I mean, all of the sudden, yeah, that's a good one. I get that. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, but like, or just say suddenly, <laughs> just, 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 just change it. Absolve yourself of any possible stupidity right. and just say that's suddenly. actually in writing. That's a great way to if you're confused about something, rephrase. That's just an easy solution for so many. But things. people aren't confused. They're very certain that it's all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that was. Uh, a big thing that we wanted to get across um and uh yeah so we're yeah, we're grammar dorks yes <laughs> we're lame you know for so, liking okay. grammar so um but come on people so but here's my you argument. know the language you speak on a daily basis here's the argument i have about publicly shaming people um there's it's very pc to like don't you know people who have a hard time with language don't make fun of them don't make them don't call them names like a moron and a spastic and uh, whatever else he says, he get out of the gene pool. He says in this, it's cr- it's cruel, but he's a comedian. He's making yeah. jokes. It's funnier that way. It's funnier that way than saying. I think it's Don okay. Rickles would agree with that. Yeah. It's not like going. You don't want. It's not going to be funny if you go. I heard you write on your blog. Literally, couldn't get out of bed, and I literally wanted to smash your head. No, it's funnier that way than if you said. I think you got that incorrect, my friend. Yes. Let perhaps, me help you. Perhaps if you tried a different way. 
Yes, it, this, it this would be more correct. Which is exactly Grammar Girl's approach. She's like, never, never uh, give anyone the, the feeling. And that's that why they... I've never heard of her. <laughs> if she was like, you're a fucking idiot because you can't say it right, I'd be like, oh, did you hear the Grammar Girl podcast? Oh my God, it was hilarious. I thought she, she was going to kill someone. She ripped into this idiot. It was great. <laughs> See, that that's more entertaining because there's conflict there. Yeah. But because um, it's controversial. But I, but I do think public shaming of this sort. It is it makes people think twice before they make a stupid, you know, a mistake Sometimes. like that. I think they go, well, I, think I don't want to be that. there's still people out there that would see that and be like, oh, yeah, I don't do any of that anyways. Because, but that's a part, I think, and I'm not, and I'm, you know, I'm uber liberal progressive guy, but that doesn't mean I'm, everything needs to be super PC guy. I think that it's okay to hurt feelings if it helps cause some sort of change in society. Uh, they're just hurt feelings. I think feelings. it's okay to hurt feelings if it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Punched you in the face because it was funny. Well, it hurt my feelings and my <laughs> face. <laughs> Look at your nose. It's all bleeding and shit. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Somebody videotape this. No, wait. Don't videotape this. <laughs> yeah. That's a crime. It's, uh, so, yeah. I think public shaming works in lots of situations, especially when you've got a, a generation of people that are just they're they're too cool for school. I mean, literally. Yeah. <laughs> too cool to be educated. <laughs> exactly. So that's uh, people. Let us know what you think about that. I would I would invite some discussion about that. Is that c- totally cruel of me? And if it is, fine, it us. is. But I'm not going to change we, it. We share you, this. You agree? Opinion. All right. So some public shaming is good for uh, go- good for the goose, good for the gander. So finally, wait, 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 wait. Who's the who's the goose and who's the gander? The here? goose is a single individual. The gander is a group of them. No, no, that's a gaggle. Yeah, no, the gander right. is the male. The goose is the female. Well, that's why if the, it's good it, for that one. It's good for this one. That's what it, their expression comes from. It's good for her. It's good for him. Yeah. So there you go. I, it kind of would make sense if it meant good for, good for the goose, good for the gaggle too. It's like if it's good for one, it's probably good for everybody to yeah, a certain maybe. degree. Anyway, um, we did throw out a little uh, hit us up. Uh, sh- thing on uh, the Facebook page, which again is Mike Rob Podcast, Facebook.com slash Mike Rob Podcast, or look us up, the Mike Rob Podcast. Uh, it's got a picture of us on there, so you should be able to find us. Um, I said, hey, we're recording tonight, so if you have any questions, topics you want us to hit up, yes, um, or a movie quote to see if Mike or Rob can guess the film, yes. So we got a couple of those, um, <laughs> two from the same person, but her. That's not true. Why are you whistling? Sorry. Cut that out. <laughs> Sorry. Start over. You know we're doing a podcast. Yeah, right? I know. It just slipped my mind for a second. <laughs> it's that song. It gets stuck in my head. It seriously does. Like it's Which that's, one? That, that, that particular beat, that song. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. We had a couple questions, and one of them was movie quotes. And we had one from uh, our uh, recent... A friend of the show, recent uh, recent guest, guest. Uh, Reuven the, the Reuven Reuven Papatang Reuven the Reuven Papatang Kishan. That's right. Um, the Shrike. Canadian assassin, and uh, he he wanted to have us guess the quote. And what was the quote? If you can remember it before I pull it up here, you have to forgive my friend. He's dead tired. Uh, oh, I'm gonna go with uh, was that Kindergarten Cop? Wrong. Are you sure? Yes. What was it? Commando. 
It was Commando? Okay. I thought it they was... Kidnap, they kidnap his daughter, then they come and get him. Right. And so they're going to fly him back to where the daughter is because they need him for whatever reason. I can't even remember. And so this guy is, like, escorting Schwarzenegger on the plane. And when no one's looking, Schwarzenegger, like... Kills him. Kills him, breaks his neck. I forget exactly what he does. And then just, like, lays and him then, down. Well, the guy's wearing, like, a, a stupid, like, Panama Jack hat or something. And so he takes the guy's hat and like kind of puts it over his face like he's sleeping and then when the like when the plane lands or whatever Schwarzenegger says that line you have to forgive my friend he's dead tired he's dead just tired. leaves him there and all the stewardesses are like yeah well you know he's gonna sleep there it's I guess fine. he's dead tired I guess he's going on the next flight <laughs> he he's, just gets to stay there he's flying through um it's <laughs> he's sticking on for the round trip yeah um okay so that one you're saying is commando Yes. All right. So uh, I did not get that one. I thought it was from when uh, in the beginning of Kindergarten Cop, he goes in and, um, you know, there's this he, he busts in. He's chasing the, the main bad guy in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. What is his name? Uh, Croft? No. Um, I don't know. Does it matter? I guess not. But he's chasing the main bad guy who escapes. And then the rest of the movie is about him trying to find this guy. But he busts in all badass with his glass sunglasses on and his, you know, uh, kind of a Terminator trench coat yeah, duster. Yeah, totally unshaven. Yeah, like, and he looks like a badass Schwarzenegger. He looks character. like a homeless, like a hobo with a shotgun, like, <laughs> but with a good haircut too. Yeah. Um, but he comes in and he's he's just like shooting people and saying clever lines through the whole <laughs> beginning. And I could have sworn that was one of them. Like, you sh- no, he's like, please don't get up. And he like shoots a guy who's standing up from the couch. And he sits back. He like flops back down on the couch <laughs> or some stupid stuff like that. He's like, he just kills like 40 people. And he has to say something clever every time. <laughs> of course. With a dry cool wit like that, I could be an action hero. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I thought it was from was something like that. Then our little bestie um, out in Wisconsin, uh, Suzanne Beck a.k.a. Suzanne Sorensen, a.k.a. Susie Sally, uh, gave us two of them. Um, one from each of her Facebook profiles. Your mother is a fragging aardvark. Yes, do you know that one? I do not. Do you? She sent me that as I was... Uh, I took a little nap this afternoon, and I was just like in that twilight, kind of in between. Yeah. And I think I figured it out in that twilight when I saw it on my phone. Uh, I think I have to say it this way. Your mother is a freaking aardvark. Yeah, no, that's I the got, voice. I got you would one. never get that. I think it's from Labyrinth, nineteen eighty six. Oh wow, yeah, that's um, the the thing. I think it's the thing on the old wise man's head. His hat talks. It's got like a yeah. It looks like an ostrich head or something on yeah, top of his hat. I remember that. And he's arguing with the thing, and he says something about your mother was a freaking aardvark or something like that. Huh. So I'm going to okay. go with That's Labyrinth. One, Susie, you let us know. Um, and then, So that was from Susie Sally. This one is from Suzanne. <laughs> Who's Suzanne Beck? Uh, she said something <laughs> I don't get at all. Is there, is there a time a, limit on fortune cookie predictions? Oh, in general. She wanted to know that in general. Oh. I think it goes um, until, I, I could, until you leave the restaurant. It's probably until you eat your next fortune cookie. <laughs> that, then so that fortune for, replaces Then your fortune it. changes and it becomes the next fortune. Oh, that makes sense. It, yeah. Your fortune, it's one, you get one fortune per cookie. Right. So it's one fortune per cookie you eat. 
Yes. So when you have, if you were to crack open another one right then, it negates the last one. It totally, the total, the first one's negated. It's done. You know what you I destroyed hate? Destroyed the magic of the original fortune. <laughs> you know what I hate are fortune cookies that are that do not give you a fortune at all. Yeah. They just give you advice. <laughs> They're like, it's wise to save your money. <laughs> it's like that's not a fortune. Or you're gonna take a trip. That's more of a fortune. It's it is, like, I guess. I'm going to predict your future. It is, I guess. Yeah, never mind. I, that was a stupid <laughs> comment by me. <laughs> stupid comments by Rob. Ding. <laughs> Boom. Um, yeah, so that covered those. And then um, we had a uh, an old one from my, my cousin, Brian Rafter. What up, Bri? What up, B-boy? Uh, he likes to listen to this podcast while he's at work, which is a wonderful way to listen to podcasts. Wonderful. You should do that, Rob. Yes. Well, I can't. I have to read stuff, and if people are talking... No, 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 no. You just have to look like you're reading stuff. (laughs) No, no. I actually have to read stuff. Oh, bummer. I have to know what coverages I'm giving away. Oh, tell us all about insurance. No, (laughs) I will not. Um, We already spent 30 minutes on grammar. I'm not going to talk about insurance. No one will listen to our show anymore. Maybe this really helps them to go to sleep. No. This is a great show for going to sleep. (laughs) Um... So uh, he, hey, hey, hey. he brought up a question a little while ago about uh, a moment in the movie Back to the Future 2. Do you remember his question? It had something to do with a mirror behind somebody. Why isn't there a reflection? No, no, no. So it was about when that scene when uh, Biff... Why didn't you just say Biff, it then? Because I was just giving you a chance to talk. Yeah, yeah, well... You hate talking on a podcast? No, I don't hate talking, but I hate sounding like an idiot on my podcast. <laughs> Your podcast, yes, <laughs> well, it's um, mine and yours. Yes, so uh, I guess I should have said our podcast. That's fine. But... Don't you worry about it. Okay, so uh, what I remember him asking was something to this effect: uh, There's a scene where old Biff goes back in time and visits with young Biff to give him the sports right. almanac. Right, Gray's sports almanac, almanac. and uh, in the scene, it's the same actor. Do you know the actor's name? I don't yes, know. You know, I know a, it. You know a lot of actors' names. I can't remember it right now. Okay, see if it comes uh, to you. Doug Cox. <laughs> I'm going to go with no. It looks totally like him. <laughs> Do you think so? No, not really, but <laughs> kind of. You think Doug looks like Biff Tannen? A little bit. Does he look like Mad Dog Tannen? No. Mighty strong words, Runt. <laughs> Dance, Runt. Um, I'll look it up, but uh, it's the same actor in the passenger seat Thomas and the driver's seat. Yes, Tom. Thomas Kincaid. <laughs> no, that's not it. Uh, it is Thomas F. Wilson. Wilson. Tom yes, Wilson. I knew that. Um, who's a very, very nice guy in real life, apparently. It's like if Tom Hanks got married to Rita Wilson and he took her name. <laughs> that's how we'll remember it from now on. Tom Wilson. Because <laughs> that would have happened. That's good. I like that. Um, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a new world these days. People are doing all sorts of wacky things. So Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's playing both characters. And the way they did that back in 1989, I think, is when they shot those movies, two and three back to back, is that they had to... Are you staring at the sound waves again? Leave me alone. <laughs> just, no, just wait, wait, wait. Sidebar. Talking. Sidebar. Tell me what you love about the uh, the sine waves. That are, I I like how waves. when I talk, your line is flat, and when you talk, my line is flat. Or when we talk over each other, no lines are flat. Yeah. 
Ron is so easily amused. Um, so in this scene, the both both actors are one actor. So how do you do that? So back in 1989, they didn't have uh, sophisticated enough green screen to make it look real like we do today. So for example... They didn't have the computers of today. Right. Uh, the, the graphic effects of today. So for example... Um, the movie The Island, where what's his name? Ian or not Ian? Um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Ewan, yeah, Obi Obi Wan. Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Obi Wan McGregor. Right. Obi Wan McGregor uh, plays himself and his double, and he even has a fight scene with himself, and it's really well done. And then um, now they're doing it by having two actors, two different actors, have a fight on camera, and then they'll just digitally replace the actor's face over the the other guy's face. It's crazy. So now there's all these solutions for that. But back then what they had was a computerized camera rig and it would do a motion. It would come up over here and get actor number one and then it would move over here and get actor number two and it would go back to actor one and then go around them and whatever. But yeah. then they would do the same, the exact same. He'd change costume. He'd be in the new position and the camera would follow the exact Yeah, it was all computerized. Same Computer right. So the cameraman was not moving the camera. A computer arm was moving the camera. A computer-operated right. arm was moving the camera. So it was the exact same footage. And that way they could marry the footage together and it looked identical. As close right. to identical as you could do back then. So that was revolutionary. That's how they did that movie. Um, two and... They didn't have to do it as much in three. But they did it a lot in two. Back to the Future 2. Now, we were trying to figure out why in that scene... He's driving along in that old Ford. It's when they're in the garage. I know. I'm just saying what the car is, though. It's yeah. It's like a Ford Fairlane or something. Forty-two, forty-eight Ford. I think he says it's a forty-eight. Okay, so it's a forty-eight Ford, Marty. He tear through us like we were tinfoil. Right, because he's in a DeLorean from the '80s and it's made out of aluminum. Yeah, yeah. So land on top of him. We'll trip. We'll cripple his car. I got this one, Doc. Hey, Marty, how about you shut up for a minute and do what the <laughs> scientist says? Shut the fuck up, Marty. <laughs> get on your goddamn hoverboard and go get it. <laughs> I gave you a hoverboard. Now make some use of yourself. <laughs> just, just the idea of Doc telling Marty to shut the fuck up <laughs> makes me God damn it, Marty, I've had enough of your shit. Marty, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, Doc was too nice. He would never do that. Of course. Um, so in the, if you watch the whole movie, all the big wide sweeping scenes when they're around the town square and stuff, the, the car, like many cars then and today, has a rear view mirror right there in the middle of the uh, windshield, right? Pretty standard, really. Yes. And so what happens is they pull into the garage for this one scene where he's going to give him the almanac and explain. This well, is going to make you rich and famous. explaining to his younger self how the book works. And how to bet and make bets again and again and he's convincing him that it's from the future by playing this baseball game that's about football. to end it was a college, was a football, football, college game. football game that's about and to they're end. like oh it looks like it's all over all they have to do is kick a field goal yeah, but team. there's no way they could make this 40 yard field goal <laughs> wait a minute and they're so making he says, it in the 40 yard field goal hey old man the guy said it the game is over and he's like just listen right so in that I, scene I, I always found it very convenient too that he managed to find a very good game a perfect to prove example his point exactly <laughs> the real life but, one would have been like see 10 to 1 told you <laughs> the game this college game ended 72 to 3 <laughs> just like i predicted <laughs> um so yeah why wasn't there just a blowout like a lot of games are anyway 
in that scene, there is no rear view mirror. On the car. It's been removed for that one scene. And my cousin Brian was asking, why? Well, Brian, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I've got the answer. No, no, the correct answer is, who gives a shit? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what's his Triumph. name? Triumph. Triumph, the insult comic dog. Um, we don't know. But my guess is... It had that something it, it to do with It didn't line up. If it, it had something to do with that split screen. That split down the middle when the camera would move to the shit. Feedback detected. No feedback. Lots there. of feedback. Uh, so somewhere in there, it was uh, you know from moving back and forth, and they had to do that split screen. You might see the background wouldn't I I line up. That shot being pretty static too. Like it didn't no, no, no. The camera moves that. back and forth okay. between the two of them, and what happens is that. The background might not line up perfectly, but you wouldn't notice because it's out of focus. It's so far in the background. Something right in the foreground right. that would still be mostly in focus because it's right about the, the closeness from the camera as their faces is or right. are um, would be in focus, and you would probably it would probably give away the fact that these the two sides of the camera were not lining up on that split screen, which I think they did on that because the the it's windscreen, the windshield. Yeah, split had, that metal, had a metal bar in the middle. Right, so I think they used that as the split. Now here's a question. Do you think that they digitally removed the rearview mirror? No. Or do you think they shot it again without the rearview mirror? I think mirror they did it? it with a test, maybe, and said, this isn't going to line up. If that mirror is going to be way too hard. Can we get? Can we just ditch the mirror? Mm. And Zemeckis probably went, do it. It's a great idea. I like it. I'm Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> Clearly. I was, I was thinking, I thought maybe he was in the room. Robert Zemeckis is my name. I make movies. Is that how he talks? I'm a protege of Steven Spielberg. You have no idea how Zemeckis talks. He kind of does. Like, hey, I'm Robert Zemeckis. I'm, <laughs> I'm here to fuck up your. I'm here to fuck up your mind by making an awesome movie. All right, Michael J. Fox, listen up. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd, you get over here and listen too now, motherfucker. <laughs> Come on, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm Ron Howard. Don't fuck around. <laughs> so hey, hey you, you stand on my dick. Not Ron, not Ron Howard. Who am I saying? Uh, Robert Zemeckis. He does. He does have a bit of a... Here he is. The scripts that came along were more compelling than any live-action screenplay. Yeah, see, he kind of got a little bit of a... Did he do um, Beowulf? Yeah. I didn't know that. Do you remember going to see Beowulf in San Diego? I do. It was awesome. I think that was the best example of 3D film as I've ever seen. Because 3D is a gimmick that's never worked for me. But it, in that movie, I felt like it really, really worked well because it was an animated film. It was motion capture animation. So they had actors like... Was yeah. it, it wasn't Russell Crowe. It was... Um, I forget. The, no, some The character ends up looking... No, it's, no, it was Ray Winstone. He's been in lots of stuff. Anyway, um, yeah, that was a good movie. So uh, that's our answer for... You guys need to write in with some other questions because we could do this all day, but we need people to... Uh, and here's the thing. You I mean, can write we can in. just keep talking about grammar, too. <laughs> we could do that all day. So uh, we'll wrap this one up so that I can do minimal editing on it and not have to cut out a ton of stuff. But right. um, coming up soon, I hope, Rob's boss is going to be on the show, Shrikar. Yep. Let's hope. Yeah. He doesn't speak English too well, but awesome. it, should be, it should be fun. What language does he speak? He's from India. He speaks Indian. Uh, I forget. It's not called Indian. I forget. But he's from it's, India. It's like when you're from the Philippines, you don't speak Filipino. You speak Tagalog. True. Tagalog. <laughs> Tagalog. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, that's how it looks when you're re- reading it. <laughs> it might um, it might be kind of hard to understand, but we'll put subtitles in. I'll wrap it up soon, but I'm going to talk about real quick the fact that I've been on a little Stephen King binge lately, and hopefully I'm going to stretch it out to a longer Stephen King binge. Cool. You're a big Stephen King reader. I, I was. I, not, well, that, and I didn't stop. It was just by coincidence right. that I've stopped. Not not a conscious effort to like right. quit Stephen King. I can't quit you. I wish I knew how to <laughs> I, quit Stephen King. I don't know. Stephen I love his King. short story books, Night Shift, Skeleton Crew, Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Yeah. What was um, the one? I think I read one in Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Book where, that had... Do you remember um, the one about the finger that comes out of the drain? I love that story. <laughs> it was so creepy and weird. Weird as So hell, weird, dude. but like crazy at the same time. So I'm going back and reading... The Gunslinger, which is the first of the Dark Tower series, I've never. I'm saying going back. I haven't read them before, but it. This one came out in like 1983. Yeah, I think. Um, and uh, I'm noticing after I just finished reading The Shining because I put it down for about a year and then I picked it up again. <laughs> um, and The Shining, it's good, but there's a whole lot. I was just telling you this before we started recording. There's a whole lot of just description that doesn't necessarily lend itself to the the forward movement of the story of the plot. He's just really setting into describing. Yeah, he's setting the scene, but the setting of the scene I feel should be setting a mood or progressing the story or telling us something about the characters. Yeah. In filmmaking, that's the rule. Don't write a scene if it doesn't move the plot forward or it doesn't establish something about your characters or develop your characters or develop their art. Yeah, but that's a movie. Right, it is different, but that's a key storytelling element in general. It's about tr- to me, it's about trimming the fat, and he's like all about fat in his stories. Yeah. So um, well, he's trying to put you in the scene. Well, I get that. He goes but on for ten pages talking about the snow because he wants you to know how snowy it was. It's very snowy and cold. Well, the Eskimos have two hundred words for snow, and he's going to let you know about every version of snow that they know about <laughs> in Denver, Colorado. Oh yeah, <laughs> and um. So I, I was kind of like, can this just move along a little better, like quicker? Um, and eventually got to the end and I was like, all right, I knew how that was going to end because I've, and that's the other thing. I had a hard time finishing the book. I had to force myself to keep picking it up because I'd seen the Stanley Kubrick movie and I'd seen the miniseries. Made for TV version with Stephen Wright? No, not Stephen Wright. No. Stephen Weber. Steve Weber and Rebecca uh, De Mornay. Rebecca De Mornay and that dumb kid yeah, who was a terrible so Danny. Annoying. He was a terrible Danny. You know who would have been awesome a couple years ago if Me. they remade it? Yeah, you as Danny. <laughs> Hi. Rob's I'm, not here, Mrs. Torrance. I'm Danny. Rob's not here right now, Mrs. Florence. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me you did that to your mom once in a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, that was my brother's joke, but That's yeah, awesome. I, I did that. Oh, bless him. Um, <laughs> so that's um, why Betsy and I were thinking about when we have kids, like we kind of like the name Jack. Danny. Oh no! And we're like, you can't name our Jack kid Florence. Jack Florence. It's way too close to Jack Torrance. Everyone's gonna think he's gonna murder everybody. Actually, in the end of the book, spoilers here, people, but it is a thirty-five, forty-year-old book. Um, there's a scene that's in neither version of the movies where Jack, you know, is possessed basically by the ghosts of the hotel. And um, he has a moment of clarity just as he's about to kill his own son with the uh, Roke mallet yeah. instead of a baseball bat, which they had in Kubrick's no, movie. It was an axe in the movie. Oh, an axe, right. She had the baseball bat. Give um, me the bat, Wendy. Give me the bat, Marge. Give me the bat, 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 bat. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the bat. So um, 
he has a roke mallet and uh, or roke. I'm not sure how you say it because there's croquet, but yeah, I this was a different version. But he has this mallet and he's about to kill his son with it. And his son says something that triggers his dad back into the consciousness. And his dad says, run away, Danny. Don't forget that I love you or something. So there's this really yeah. nice moment. Maybe that's in the the um, the TV movie. I think it was in the TV. Movie. But then you know what he does? He smashes his own face in with the mallet. Like, yeah. Pieces of bone and flesh are flying all over and blood. He bashes his face into nothingness and then goes down to the boiler to try to release the pressure, but it explodes. Right. So I was like, oh my God, that was intense. But that's in none of the versions that you'll see on a television screen. Well, they're never going to show that on TV. Yeah, they, they could. You I could think show him about TV, to do it. I think in the TV, he hits himself in the forehead, and he's got like a big bloody spot that like drips down his yeah, face. Yeah, this description stuff, was much more like he yeah he deformed destroys his face. his face. Yeah, like his jaws hanging off, and it's just he, it's not even human anymore. He looks like Swamp Thing. Um, but I went and started reading uh, the Gunslinger, and this is really cool. I'm really enjoying the world of the dark the Dark Tower, and uh, I've read that it was inspired by a few different things. This one old poem from 1880, 1855 or something like that. Maybe it was older. No, it's yeah, I can't. It's eighteen hundreds, I think. And then it's also kind of inspired by Tolkien's uh, Lord of the Rings books, and and he only wrote the trilogy, but then he also wrote a bunch of uh, a lot of references to the book. Right, Tolkien wrote a ton of extra th- stuff that kind of tells you more about Middle Earth. Yeah. Right. So he's kind of done this too. He's done this amazing world of I've got the series of books. But then all of my other novels kind of have hints to the Dark Tower and the realm of what is it mid midworld I think and there's inworld there's inworld midworld and, and an end, outworld end world oh okay so they're all part of the Dark Tower realm and and it's all these different um, alternate realities that are kind of layered on top of each other right so it's kind of cool he comes up with um, certain mythology. Uh, certain creatures that don't exist in our world at all, and um, that's easy to do. I'll create a creature right now. Okay, it's got an arm for a face. Whoa! And a face for a butt, <laughs> and it walks around on its back. Uh huh. Um, with little tiny feet. There's no legs, just feet. Okay, what's it called? It's called the the Fluxor. Nice. Yeah. I, f- fear very, the Fluxor. It's very evil. It'll eat you with its butt. <laughs> And it, we it have eats the, you and then poops you out like, have, in the same spot. We have the title of our episode. <laughs> <laughs> It'll eat you with its butt. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. On that note, we'll wrap it up. Uh, yeah. We're going to try to get Shrikar in here next week. Uh, if not, uh, you know, maybe soon after that. But um, until then... Until then. Signing off for the Mike and Rob podcast, I'm Mike. And I'm Rob. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace out. Brrr.